0: I admit, I'm like, I kind of want to...
1: Okay, let's get this show on the road. There's a road, eh?
2: Today on The Terrible Warriors, Derek the Bard gets Will Mitchell and Wes Gunn back on board to tell another tale. Normally when these two come to play together, we take you to the world of Deadlands. But lately we've been getting a kick out of creating our own worlds. And so Derek, Will, and Wes, they sat down with their Questlandia book, and they created Veilmount. Now I won't spoil the details to come, but in the next hour, Will, Wes, and Derek will create from scratch a new world for them to play in. Unlike our Norlandia campaign, only the world-building portion of this game will be using Questlandia when they're done, they'll be picking up their Fate Core system and playing in the world that they have created. So travel with us now to an empty void where no world exists currently. And in 60 minutes time, we'll be surrounded by the history, lore, and dangers of Veilmount. And our crafters of this world, who will then take on the form of monster hunters, they are your terrible warriors? Welcome back, listeners. This is Derek Labarge from the Edmonton Crew.
1: We return somehow, on occasion. Most of us, in this case, two of us. Yeah, once again, I am joined with rapidly becoming our star comedy duo, well, Mitchell and Wes Gunn.
3: It rhymes with less, less fun. <laughs> <laughs> The ambiguously
1: funny duo, no.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this
1: was actually quite sudden. Unfortunately, it just came up that once again, shit happened and people weren't able to make it.
3: Yeah, I, I think somebody's on like maneuvers and yeah.
1: Shane, yeah, Shane's on maneuvers. Somebody's work called them in unexpectedly.
3: How dare they have employment? Yeah. I think
1: Sarah had to go off and kick somebody's ass.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty. There's
1: a lot of blood. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Just. Don't mess with a multiple dawn black belts uh, master, guys. Just, just don't do it. Sarah
3: has multiple black belts.
1: Yes, seriously, like legit. No, no, she runs her own. No, no, no. She, in she the runs runs yeah, she runs her own Taekwondo studio.
3: Really, I didn't. I, mean, I did not know that. I don't think I've actually met her in person
1: yet. Yeah, so. yeah. No, she's pretty. More, much more badass than the rest of us. Yeah, Combined. you know,
3: that, that, that beats the hell out of my white belt at Taekwondo. Like, oh, so, I attended a class was, once. They but... gave me this thing. It's it's important. It's, it's, on, yep, my no. it's <laughs> on my pants <laughs> up. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: anyway. So we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Inspired because Justin forced me to up my game in how we're doing world building after he ran to Orlandia, which was unbelievably amazing. So I decided to do a little experiment of my own. We're going to be running a sword and sorcery fantasy game using the Fate System from Evil Hat. And I have a basic adventure in mind for these guys. But we're going to be making most of the world up as we go along. But first, of course, we have to do some character building. Now, much debate raged on before this game started over how we're going to interpret sword and sorcery for these two. Putting it out there at the start, your profession is both monster hunter. Okay. You hunt monsters. Now, I'm going to start by throwing to Will first. Okay. How do you two hunt monsters? But actually, screw it, we got to figure out a name for this place first. We do. Where, where are, the, are
0: we? Where the fuck are you? Where are there these monsters that it is legal to hunt? Presumably legal. I shouldn't jump to conclusions. <laughs> is, is it legal to hunt monsters here? We'll find out as we go
1: along the table and... Open up some interesting, <laughs> deep philosophical uh, questions. So let's start with... What is the name of your kingdom or place of residence?
3: Democratic People's Republic of Bob. Shh,
0: no, you're <laughs> not up <laughs> yet, Wes. It's Will's turn. Damn it. Um, I, you know what? I do like the idea that it's not a straight-up kingdom, though. Um, what if it is um, the parliamentary republic of, let's say, um... Crillalia, or something like that. <laughs> um... Uh, I hate that name. Um... Veilmount. Veilmount. I like it. That's way better. <laughs> yeah. It's just normally, in day-to-day, we just call it Veilmount or the Republic of Veilmount, but the full title is the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount.
3: I like it. It kind of evokes that uh, expanse feeling of the Democratic uh, uh, Congressional Republic of Mars. Yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount or just Veilmount. Mm. Now, that sounds like it's in the mountains somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Now, is your planet very mountainous, or is that just the part of the world that you live in? Um, I think the area is generally mountainous. The, the neighboring kingdoms are fairly mountainous as well, but there are tales and, and reports and travelers from places that are not just all fucking mountains.
1: The mysterious deserts of the east, that kind of thing. Exactly. Okay, so let's actually just draw a little map for ourselves, and we're going to put a picture of this up onto our Twitter or imager or whatever main social sharing site that we have so we've got this main mountainous area in the middle there and that's your veil mount yeah so you got and then we've got let's call it deserts off to the east so what's uh what's kind of north of you guys is that more like a pole uh
0: let's let's get southern hemisphere about this i think as you go north it gets hot okay i think so like jungle there's like jungles and shit up there like, like, like the mountains on the north end of Valmont are more like the Andes, where it's, like, mountains, and then you go down in a jungle on the far side. Okay, um, Vale also implies that we're pretty forested, too. Yeah. Um, but you're maybe more temperate, because you're higher up, so you're a bit colder? Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. And, and also a little bit further south, which is apparently towards the pole. Hmm.
1: Okay, so that I means that south towards you is then going to be, like, cold, and uh, hmm. maybe you're, like, descending into a more, uh, more, like, North American kind of, like... Or I more
0: like more Argentina.
1: Okay, so a bit colder, a bit more, just more like temperate than yeah, anything. it's more te- more temperate. Now, is the parliamentary republic of Valmont in the middle of this continent? Is it on the side? Is if your western gonna, coast going to be like an ocean? Um, or
3: here's the real question: because like any sort of great kingdom is based upon you know, like any big great city, mm. big kingdom is always based upon water.
0: Yeah, you got to have a big water. Source. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's why things like America had such a huge advantage because they had not one, but two huge, very rich coastlines, right?
0: Yeah. and a number uh, of kick-ass rivers.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it would probably be ocean, in my opinion. Okay, so yep. ocean
1: to the west of you. Yeah. All right, then. Now my next question is, I'm going to throw to Wes on this one because you guys can work together on that one. What is the tech level of this world?
3: I'm getting a veil like the first off, because it's like a, a, a parliamentary republic, it does imply some sort of social order has kind of gone beyond. Um, yeah, it's not feudalism. Yeah, it's not feudalism. It's more end. organized. Yeah, well, I mean, feudalism can be. Super, oh, of course, it, or, it certainly or, can, can be. be right, but it does imply that there has been either social upheavals or something like that. Hell, parliamentary does usually imply that the the king is still there, but as a figurehead of some yeah. sort. Um, and
0: and we don't know necessarily if the parliamentarians are like properly voted on or or if it's like the king chooses the nobles he likes yeah like
3: is this is this like a parliamentary uh, democracy like is this like a
0: burgundian court or is this like
3: you know early like Canadian parliamentary yeah. democracy, right? Well,
1: okay. That's your social level. I'm asking about your tech level. Well, right now. Usually
3: But they're gonna they're gonna reflect snowball. each other. That's yeah. well, a
1: fantasy setting, so they, yeah. they can and they can't as you I suppose will.
3: this is true. I maybe I'm overthinking it. I would like a steampunk feel. That's yeah. just
0: Yeah, or like like maybe, hmm. I'm trying to think like like almost like a maybe like a sailpunk. Like the Industrial Revolution is just starting. We're in like the ground floor of the steampunk.
1: Well you're you're in a mountain, so you're gonna have a lot of wind. So, do you want to go literal sail punk, where you've got like everything air. running on oh, like wind oh. turbines? Yeah.
0: Uh, 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 okay. Crazy idea. What if, because we're a fantasy setting, mm-hmm. Valmont? We've we already established that we're high sort of altitude. Mm-hmm. What if we are not uh, important because of a water feature, but because of an air feature? What if there's like a particular series of like basically um, like jet streams mm-hmm. that are fairly low and go through sort of the, the peaks, and we have wood that's lighter than air. Oh, so like and air so it's ships. airships. And shit. Yeah,
3: so we're, we're a superpower because...
1: So of- what if your uh, ocean to the west, then, isn't a literal ocean in terms of water? What if it's more like a sea of storms kind of thing, where it's just mm, like this yeah. huge, like almost semi-mystical vortex yeah, of air? Yeah, some horrible gyre yeah. of whatever. So we'll call it the Sea of Storms.
0: And or would- the Thundermere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, the Thundermere? That Why sounds, not? Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. But yeah, but, no, although I was we're gonna spell it
0: mere M E I R. Oh, I was gonna go M E R E.
3: But like like I I'm I'm doing I'm, I'm imagining like okay there's airships and they have um, I imagine, imagine a magical imaginable guffin that allows them to be airships, right? Like, yeah um in terms of like the other things that would be commonplace, like maybe very early flintlock pistols and flintlock rifles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well
0: we're past wheel locks and match locks. We got flintlocks. Uh,
3: yeah. Nothing beyond that though, right? Like Yeah. Um,
0: and, and like, like, like paper cartridges is like the newest hot idea yeah exactly right okay
1: and, so we're talking about like early mid black powder kind of period yeah. yeah
0: like like late 18th century
1: earth level
3: well and like like <clears throat> and still and at this point still melee and using like phys- like you know z- swords and stuff like that yeah. that's still a thing
0: swords and bayonets really fucking matter
3: yeah right because like you fire once and if someone can get close enough to you they're gonna wreck your day. Like you think of, like I'm thinking, like feudal Japan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where, well, and, okay, and, well, it's just, and our world may not have had its Napoleon analog yet. Yeah. So, like things like, um, like your 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 lines of fire may still be in their infancy. Well, you're also in yet. a
1: mountain area where lines of fire are It's just not, yeah, practical. So, are you talking looking at a situation where even your military is more? The individual warrior is still very important
0: there although, although if we have airships and we have gunpowder fuck all y'all we got well, aerial bombardment. so you have a navy
1: so we you have, have a navy. navy an aerial navy more than a standing army that's
3: right yeah. and that's probably our the, the, this nation's claim to fame right yeah is it's like yeah like okay yeah like well maybe maybe there's a nation that's a rival to it but it's like it doesn't really matter because then it'll just uh, bring up an airship and just fire huge chunks of metal yeah. down from the from like you know
0: rain from on high man yeah. okay so gun.
3: it sounds like then
1: you're also digging into the mountains as well <laughs> so you've got deep mines there yeah yeah now, and then we
0: have some degree of metallurgy so we're either importing metal- like brass and and iron or we're mining it ourselves
3: well i mean like to me it would imply that like the, the veil vale mount is like probably like a, almost like a fortress on the mountain.
0: Right? I'm imagining like a Switzerland. Yeah. Like imagine Switzerland invented flight before everybody else. Yeah. And we're dicks about it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So what if now you say Switzerland? Are you literally like you're neutral to
3: the other affairs of the world then? I, I can't see it. The way we're describing it, they have an edge. Yeah. And anybody else, any other nation that gets an edge like that, use it for either economic or political gain of yeah. some capacity. Yeah. So I, in my opinion, these guys are a bit imperialistic. Yeah. Right. Okay, you're imperialistic. Colonization
0: is still a a, a hot deal for us. Yeah. Especially because we can get to shit before other people, right? Mm -hmm. If if they have airships, they either bought them from us or ours are fucking better.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's another question. Do other countries have airships, or are you the sole uh, supplier with your lighter than air wood?
3: Personal opinion: I think that the airship wasn't invented by us. It was yeah. It was created by another nation, and we just took it and perfected it. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, like like that kind of like Japanese thing? Like we made the TV, and the Japanese go, "Yeah, well, we made like a like, really good TVs, right?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We per-
0: somebody else made it, but we perfected
3: it. Yeah. Again, uh about of watching The Expanse a lot.
0: It's a yeah. great show. Oh god, the, so the whole
3: good. concept of like you know Earth developed the the, the space fusion drive, yeah, and but then, then Mars perfected the steam yeah, drive. Yeah. That's right. Like, <clears throat> and 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 it just that whole power
0: shift, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, because because the the you there's a MacGuffin that makes an airship work. Yeah, but if you make an airship with the MacGuffin out of our lighter than air wood, it's a fucking great airship
1: that's okay so what's the macguffin that makes the airships run now what's your level of magic in this world are we talking because it sounds like you've got uh you've got air turbines you've got Mm -hmm. airships i gotta write this down remember air
0: airships a big deal
1: turbines so you might even have basic electricity um you've got like lights going around Mm. and stuff Mm -hmm. uh so what level of magic is available to you then yeah,
0: good question. I, I like the idea. Let let's go crazy with it, that that magic is just a thing, right? It's like like you may be a chemist, but that doesn't mean that I can't make like a baking soda volcano. Yeah. You might be a wizard, but that doesn't mean I can't do magic. So magic you- is a force in the world that if you sort of kind of understand it or have a natural knack at it, you can just do it.
3: Here's, here's, a, here's a thought that I want to kind of play with, right? Because, like, if, the, if we're talking about a nation that's obviously marching towards industrialization. Yeah. What if their chief rivals are ones that favor a bit more with the magic and that puts them on edge?
0: Yeah. You right? know, like, that's th- going to be a beautiful thing. Okay, tension. so yeah.
1: here's the question. Is Veil Mount, does Veilmount not favor magic as much because of its technology? Or is there a lack of a source of magic? Is magic something genetic? That also brings into another question: What if magic's cultural? Oh,
0: that's a cool idea. Yeah. I like that take.
3: Yeah. So, like, the the people that Vilma views as primitives, they have access to being able to throw fireballs and stuff like that. It's because if it's directly from their c- connection to the natural world and stuff. Like mm, that. Okay. Like shamans. It's and more of an animism,
0: spirit, spirit connection and, thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need you need to believe in the spirits so they can tell you how to tap man. Yeah,
3: and they get and the Veilmount vale people by and large don't buy into that because like why would I believe a spirit? I literally have an airship, right? Like yeah, oh, and, <laughs>
0: and, and that that helps explain what the MacGuffin is too. Um, it, it is a little magitech thing, um, but it's um it's it's an air anchor, um, that basically you turn it on and it basically makes air no longer um intangible. Okay, and it makes so- air like a fluid.
1: So when we're getting into that, then, we're talking about that magic is animistic and cultural. Is it then that Veilmount is simply, um, they've industrialized what magic they use, that you you don't use magic? Because it's like following a folk religion in in an uh, industrial city where you might be seen as, people who use magic could then be seen as um, being very provincial, very rural.
0: I think there is an angle of that. Okay, so if it's if it's based on the land and it's based on the spirits, we've industrialized and that killed off all of Almaunt's natural spirits because the nature here is now different. We fucked with it. The place is highly developed. Mm. So the spirits that were there are basically all dead or gone or or sort I've of left. like crippled or yeah. left or whatever. And now some time has passed where we were kind of vulnerable. Now we're getting new spirits. But the problem with the new spirits is that they don't understand mortals at all. And, and we don't know how to appease them and how to tame them. So that helps build that idea of why, like, oh, you deal with those crazy animals? Like, you you must be some sort of savage yourself. Mm. Also, it gives us reason to sort of just, like, hide the fact that our spirits are all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. then it also means that, like, dealing with the spirits of Veilmount are dangerous. Like, they're, they're still untamed, they're wild. Um, and the few that we've got shackles on or have made a deal with are unreliable at best what if we
3: take that just a one step further and maybe draw on a little bit of another game system and some people might recognize this what if the the spirits that have come back are specifically corrupted because of what we've done to the local nature right like, are you talking um,
1: almost like princess mononoke kind of thing
3: yeah or specifically banes from werewolf the apocalypse okay. right like yeah it, because like we've like we've already described that this we've cut into this mountain, yeah. You know we we've, we've leveled the top of a
0: few mountains here and there. They're
3: like yeah, that the, the like well you know so like the, the spirits that we can tap into, these people are like. Oh well, you're you're not tapping into like a wolf spirit. You're tapping into a smog spirit.
0: Yeah, or some or, sort of tumor
1: spirit. Okay, something. so maybe then that suggests that any magicians in Vale Mount are considered possibly very dangerous people mm-hmm. because the because they're they're <clears throat> unstable. That's right. Yeah. the and magics and I, and I, they're using are not they're very industrial looking magics. So then here's another question. Is magic legal in Veilmount, Mount or is it li, is I there a limited legality? Is, ma- limited legality is magic like uh, gun control in our current
3: world? I I'm the vibe I first off I just want to throw something out there that just popped into my head. The concept of like somebody running around Veilmount being a tumor mancer
0: is fucking f-
3: terrifying, terrifying right? right? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that writes itself almost, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, but you know, the way I kind of look at it is, um, veilmount is probably because it's a parliamentary uh, republic, yeah. So it's probably political factions. Some that are like, and some are pro magic. Some are pro magic. Some are like, hey, look, we can we can bring in like some people from our neighbors and like with trade deals and clean this up yeah
0: and and representations of I, i'm thinking like not maybe there's a few like there's a handful of spirits that we do still have things that wouldn't have changed much like uh like the spirit of the forge yeah wouldn't have changed much yeah. yet, right and so there's a handful there's a tiny spectrum of magics that are like state sanctioned mm-hmm. or these are okay but we're still going to keep an eye on you i'm i'm,
3: I'm
1: kind of okay magic- so we're, we're looking at somewhere where like state sanctioned ma- uh mages are then almost like mad scientists
0: yeah yeah um yeah it's like a manhattan like we have our magical manhattan projects <laughs> but like n- nobody's like selling the the chemistry kits with like the radioactive Real, yeah. Send them yeah
3: yeah um and obviously the like the military would keep an eye on this because they're like you know, maybe we can militarize it
0: yeah maybe we can uh, they're always looking for another edge but, what happens if we drop a tumor spirit in the middle of this beautiful forest, forest you yeah. have
3: yeah uh, the, the concept that i have though is almost going to like you know all the, the sanctioned magic users like once you learn magic you always have magic yeah so once you've been identified with magic you have to like wear something around your neck yeah or like, like a collar or like a like, you know like like house rest sort of yeah, stuff yeah like oh like very much like you know like star david kind of stuff yeah, 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 yeah. Germany and stuff like that so people know that like uh, okay that person's a what mange. is the Stay what away. is that
0: symbol of magic then oh good magical symbol and how is it displayed um oh it's a Venn diagram. Okay. Yeah. Um it's a Venn diagram in silver thread. Oh, where though on the arm. Um Ooh.
3: It has to be probably visible. Like, see, I was thinking of them having to be like literally wearing like a collar of some sort. Uh, mm. may- may- maybe
0: maybe it is a quote unquote amulet. Yeah. On on like a heavy um it's the past, let's say lead collar. Yeah. Um or maybe cast iron, I don't mm-hmm. know.
3: It was a, something, something where if you're, you're you're a magic user and you're caught without your collar, like pfft.
0: yeah. Ugh. And I think whatever material it's made out of is is something that interferes with magic a bit. So okay, like you your magic functions, but like having your collar come off, like you have much more power. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, what material is what material is that? Is it a regular element or is it something new to this setting?
3: Unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Okay, so we're, do you want to go with something like Di, uh, Dimeridium from The Witcher, or do you want to do some normal thing, or do you want to make up a name for well, it? Well, I mean, it could be something like silver.
3: Uh, silver always has
1: silver
0: always has mystical properties. Uh, cold forged iron. Yeah. Um, do you uh, want to just go with the classic iron? Uh, some sort of quicksilver that'd be neat. I don't know how you'd make it into a necklace. Um...
3: What about a? Yeah, I, I'm I'm really feeling silver. I was like going to be like 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 maybe like silver with like. Mercury, a mercury vial hanging around your neck or something oh, like yeah, that? Indeed. Like, like the, the mercury, it's specifically mercury that interferes with your magic? Okay,
1: so it's the mercury that interferes with the magic, yeah. but it's the, the silver. The, the, the,
3: sim, the silver collar is the symbol,
0: yeah. right? Everybody thinks the mercury is just their... And that, the the Quicksilver being a thing, that also can help explain how our tech and our magic uh, diverged. Yeah. Because like the alchemists and stuff who were going down sort of the chemistry path of, of knowledge, yeah. they could work uh, in ways that your magicians couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- that's how those two traditions kind of split off from each other. And okay. So going in parallel. So
1: that's magic. We'll, deal with, we'll develop magic more as the game goes on. Next. Mm-hmm. The other two questions I have before we get into creating your characters are... Are there non humans in this setting? Sentient non human cultures?
3: First thing that pops in my head, being that there, this is a, a quasi like air punk, steampunk setting, is yeah, there's one of one, uh, There's a race of automatons. Yeah. Veil vale Mount made, and they friggin' rebelled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, there, there was a clockwork spirit, mm-hmm. right? Because clocks went back hundreds of years mm-hmm. long enough for there to be a spirit. There was a clockwork spirit. It was one of the first like spirits that changed radically, mm-hmm. and we thought, oh, that's great. And, really and then worked. it rebelled, and that's what started the magical crackdown on even the friendly magics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's probably a nation now
3: out there somewhere. Yeah. Of this okay. th-
0: Where do they live in proximity to you? You've got a jungle. You've got. Do they live off in the desert? They live off in, in the, the desert. desert. Yeah. Because, of course, they don't need water. They don't need yeah. water, and the heat's not that big a deal for them. Um, yeah. And, and like that's how we leveled some of those mountains. We had robot <laughs> slaves. Mm-hmm. And they're basically Magitech robots, then. Yeah. yeah, Gollum sort of people. Yeah, like your Forgeborn. Yeah, war, Warforged, Forgeborn, whatever you want to call it.
3: Insert MacGuffin name X. Yeah. <laughs>
0: sure, what robots. do you want to call them? <sighs> um,
3: As my this is great. I'm
1: putting the entire effort of world building on no, YouTube. I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah, I'm um, loving
0: this too. Oh, they're the Antikytherans. <laughs> Or just katherans for short,
2: hmm.
1: or even just therons. or Thairans,
0: depending depending with how much you like them.
1: Okay, and my last question is monsters. Mm. Now I'm going to tell you that by default, this world has monsters
3: in it. Yeah. Well, first off, it's an air species, uh, air air based nation. What else lives in the air that would be a threat to them? For dragons, dragons, <laughs> rocks. Yeah. Uh,
1: now, then, there, I'm going to put out there: there's going to be different classifications of dragons, and you probably haven't seen one of the great dragons in a long time. Probably after you killed the last one sleeping in the mountains.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that like the speaker's chair in the parliament is like the open maw of the last skull of the last great Drake. what well, I mean, in its mouth. I'm going on
1: to a second page at this point of notes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah this this will definitely be going up for everyone to be able to see because this is this is fun
3: I, I I really think that like like maybe when we killed that dragon like maybe it's mate came back oh yeah and, and the, the, the and this goes back to that whole for uh fortress nation idea right yeah just cannon fire boom, 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 and it, this thing didn't die it but it went, it fled yeah yeah right oh so it, fl-
0: it fled west into yeah. into the Thundermere it's yeah. it's somewhere out in the sea of storms yeah waiting
3: and you know there's hush tales that uh, Grey Grax the destroyer is going to destroy Veil Mount one yeah. day yeah like. <laughs> I, I, I love making world building it's like my
0: favorite part I know I love it so much <laughs> this is my favorite fucking thing yeah microscope is right yes. up my alley yes, that shit it is, is yep. the bomb uh, it's, up,
1: it's up there on the uh, shelf um, okay, so that's dragons. We've got different kinds of dragons out there. You know, you've got your little drag... Now, are your birds basically like little tiny, like little tiny bird-sized dragons that uh, kick around up there?
0: I think there are bird-sized dragons, but I think yep. there's also birds. Yeah, birds, also birds. So we can okay. have like giant fucking Nor- eagles too. Yep. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, badass like two-headed eagles. If we're gonna go slightly Germanic.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, this is a very Germanic like. Lighting. Yeah, certain
0: certain amount of Teutonic everything in this, yeah. I think.
1: Well, that might actually be more of the... Seeing as more of the spirit of, uh, of Veil vale Mount as your
0: two-headed eagle spirit. Yeah. Who has been missing for, like, 50 years now. Yeah. Um, okay.
3: It, it does imply Veil vale Mount's in decline, too. Though. Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Even, while our economy is booming and our society is working great, we're, we're kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. and, and so many fundamental ways are in decline. Rad.
1: Yeah. Social commentary.
0: Um, but yeah other other um non-human intelligences um
1: um I'm also going to put out there just cuz I enjoy having them around is your mountains are all are going to have other flying creatures you're going to have gr- your griffins, griffins your harpies Griff, Harvey,
0: yes um, um, so- I think I think uh, I think fairies that's the thing like like your typical like fae like trickster things um I think I think they exist
1: <laughs> okay now how do they exist? Are they are we talking like an ancient race that moved underground or sideways?
3: I, I have a really cool idea with the fae and I want to spit let's, let's, let's
1: spitball.
0: In. Okay,
3: so they the fae exist in a mirror image of our world. But it's the exact opposite. So we're in our world, we're on a mountain. The fae lord lives in a freaking crater cool. in his world, right? And so as we're like hacking off bits of our mountain, Theirs are the, getting and, deeper. And, 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 yeah, Well no, it's there's a mountain uh, forming on their side. Yeah. Uh, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's not happy with like there suddenly being a mountain there. So yeah. This Fae Lord is like probably like some sort of like Oh, he's the mountain
0: king. Yeah. He's, he's some sort of like under underground troll or
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't want to do like the whole like seasonal courts and stuff. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no.
0: Hell with the seasonal courts.
3: Yeah.
1: Um overdone. Okay. But we know that the Fae lives sideways in a mirror world from you, that they have a mountain
3: king. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who rules some sort of undermount yeah
1: now do they regularly fight you is this something that you need a standing army against
0: I could see it I could see that them not being happy about what we did to our spirits yeah and i and I think they I think like I kind of like the idea that it's like hey it's midnight and um, you went left too many times boom you've fallen into the, the edge, world. Yeah, like, like you're it. yeah <laughs> um I, I kind of like the idea that like the the lines between the worlds are, are fairly blurry even now um and that means that there is a lot of transfer both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, Which would
3: mean that there's uh, the, again going back to that militarized society like there's probably military patrols all throughout uh, the nation because you never know when you're going to round a corner and be like that's not supposed to be here. Although
0: although maybe that's more of a recent thing. Mm-hmm. Like may, maybe, we're sh- may, maybe, maybe the important places have Maybe the places where the people who actually vote for Parliament, yeah. they've got military patrols. But, but like places, your random dirt farmer,
3: like he's... Which could also lead to some interesting interplay that places in the outreaches also have things like, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, that's Jim. That's uh, Jim the cave troll.
0: Yeah. Um, he settled here. He, he can't get back. Yeah, ever since the water spirit died and the river doesn't flow anymore, he turns the millstone. It's pretty handy. Yeah.
1: Like. <laughs> okay, so another question then. So do you have three worlds are we talking about at this point? We have a spirit world a fey world, and a physical world?
0: I think so, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I don't think the spirit world is necessarily different from... I, I don't think it's a distinct world. I think it's just part of this world.
1: Okay, so your spirits are physical... are sort they, of incorporeal entities, but they're still of but, this world? Or, or sometimes they're physical,
0: right? Like, right? Well,
3: alternatively, spirits could be that link between both worlds. So they exist in both. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Like so, as we,
1: so your borders are porous because you've been killing off the spirits, whereas elsewhere they have... Better defined borders? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which which makes our various veils sort of haunted and terrifying.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of imagining, like, uh, it, the, the, the easiest time to uh, slip between worlds is during the full moon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, midnight on the full moon. Full moon right. And, like... You, like the mists roll in on yeah. the mountain. It's cold, right? And you look over, you're like, oh, what the hell is that? And it's like, oh, well, that's some sort of thing with like 14 eyes. Like, that really, like, I, I don't want our Faye to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no, no. No, I want them to be like that. Very, very much Faye a la, like, Faye provided by Guillermo de Toro. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah yeah they're terrifying mm-hmm. and like even even the ones that are friendly because they're not universally <laughs> awful but even the ones that are friendly are off-putting and like you can't like you gotta watch how you step around them and okay so so we're talking more ways. like instead of having
1: like a sh- a beautiful she or elf army it's more like goblin army kind of thing yeah. um
0: and yeah and I think like maybe there are like the, these beautiful sort of fairies but they're not actually beautiful they just like put something in your brain that makes you feel that
3: okay beautiful. so they have glamour yeah oh I actually have a Kind of a uh, cool idea with like the uh like the, the typical lure, like maybe a fate type of thing that's alluring, seductress, and it puts something in your head to make you think that you, it is your the the your perfect idea of a woman. Yeah, and or it, like, whatever you're into. Yeah, right. And so and, and so when it lures you in, it kills you and eats you. But what it actually is is a giant fucking cockroach. See, I was just maybe, gonna say,
0: I kind of like the idea that maybe the 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 fay are kind of like bugs. Yeah. Like, there, there's, a, there's a, a very heavy insectoid sort of uh, vibe to, yeah. to your fay.
1: Okay. All right, then. Are you two gentlemen confident that you have enough to create your monster hunters? Uh, and what... Oh, yes, and we did have to deal with the fact that... Is monster hunting legal? Or I, is it quasi-legal?
0: I think it's legal in real amount. am oh, I th- I, hmm. What if it's quasi-legal? Do you have to be part of a guild for it? What? What if? Yeah, I was gonna say. What if there's like an organizing body of monster hunters, but again, they don't help out the schmucks and the sticks. You have to be part of a guild to to play the game. You got to be part of the guild to be a monster hunter but not everybody can afford a guild approved monster hunter
3: Mm -hmm. so there's freelance monster hunters and you don't know what you're going to get
0: yeah like they could just be some asshole who's just going to like bring you like the skinned head of a deer and be like oh yeah no here's here's the monster yep you're safe pay up and then fuck off and then your kids get eaten
3: Or alternatively, just drink this. What is it? Snake oil, right? Like, it it gives the opportunity for that snake oil sales.
0: Yeah. And and at the same time, you can have um, these, like, you know, appeals to the the official monster hunters that, that, like, want to actually help, but they're shackled by the bureaucracy. Like, listen, I would love to help you, but you're two days fucking travel from the city I'm supposed to be in charge of. And while I'm gone, we're going to be undermanned. I can't have that on my conscience, and you can't pay me. So, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. I would work for free, but my boss won't
1: let me. So, are you two going to be traveling monster hunters, or are you assigned somewhere? I
3: think we I think freelance. Yeah, we've free. got to totally be freelance. Okay,
1: so you are not now. Were you once part of the guild?
3: Did you leave due to the bureaucracy? I say I. My character, the vibe I'm already getting. I left because of the bureaucracy, I, and and for other problems. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm thinking I left. Um, I think I left for like a disorderly conduct thing. Okay, so I think—are we ready to get down into making your characters then? It's starting to happen in my head
1: already. Yeah, so Yeah, too. let's do it. Fantastic. Which one of you wants to start then? Because we're—we uh, are using fate. So the first thing you were both going to need is a name.
0: Hmm, good, vaguely Germanic
3: name. I—I I have one that's like so out there, and I don't know if it would even
0: work. I got you. What is
3: Jacobis it? Jacoby
0: von Strudel.
3: <laughs> like, Jacobi I, von Strudel. Yeah, like I—I don't—I I like the Jacoby. Yeah, Jacoby's a keeper. That's a great name. I like the von. Yep. Yeah, um, but.
0: The, the strudel is just like von Stradel. Uh, uh, von uh, Strausen? Von
3: von Strauss. Jacoby von Strauss. von Strauss.
0: Okay. Von Strauss. You've got, you've
1: got is, uh, pencils. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one underneath your uh,
0: shirt. Are we pals, brothers, rivals, uh,
1: lovers? Just what lift your. Uh, I put two pencils down. I got one. I got mine right. Oh, back. you got yours right there. In, okay. In my mouth. Uh, oh. Okay. So here, and uh, here. Give you. A, I'll give you a writing surface right there. Mercy, buckets. So this is this is definitely taking an interesting turn here. We have a very unique, very odd little fantasy world to write to
0: tell stories
2: I, about. Um,
0: I'm going to be. I think my first name is Boamond. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my world notes. Now let's go with the character notes. Boamond.
1: Strauss.
3: Mm-hmm. One Strauss.
1: One
0: Strauss.
3: <laughs> It's really weird how that weird, dramatic feel just permeated the entire game. Yeah, like, it kind of
0: really... just got, it got yeah, real... Yeah, because here's
1: the thing. I was thinking on, on my... Uh, just walking about today while I was buying pie. Oh, we forgot to put the pie in the oven. Oh. Uh, Listeners, we're going to have pie. It's going to be real good. Um, I was thinking, man, if, I, if I'm if i open up the world, what if they... I was expecting you guys to do something totally non-European and say, like, oh, man, we want, like, a Hawaiian game or something like that. <laughs> that would
0: be fucking cool. <laughs>
3: um... I, I'm just a fan of, like, all the different punks. Steampunk. sail Sailpunk. Gothic <laughs> punk?
1: Gothic punk. Which is kind of <laughs> what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going
3: to be Bohemond Dietrich.
1: Okie dokie. Now, next up is going to be your aspects. And as anyone who listened to our uh, Cats of Gravity Falls game would know... Aspects are very important to this game. So you have your name. Next up is going to be... Ahem. Where Derek... Ah, your high concept. The high concept is a phrase that summed up what your character is about, who he is and what he does. It's an aspect, one of the first and most important ones for your character. Okay. Now this is where you're going to tell me things like do you do magic? Or do you want to say that you're a great swordsman or a great marksman or what have you?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Or a little of both.
1: Or a little or of both. Or a bit of both. Of both. Well, bit I mean, of both. There's,
0: there's lots of room for aspects.
3: What do you have? Well,
0: I was thinking that in a lot of our other games I've been playing a lot of like Brains of the Operation a lot of magic users so I think this guy is going to be a fucking tank. Okay. Um, and so I think that Beaumont Dietrich, um, is, um, I think he's a dab hand with a sword, um, but, but no, not a sword, some, some, some other melee weapon, but something, something that's not exactly, like, like, it, it's, it's a little distasteful, like, I'm and imagining did that you learn, well, here's a question,
1: you've got these other nations here, did you learn how to fight from, uh, from a... Uh, from, like, a martial arts master from another nation? Do you know... For instance, are you, like, an expert stick fighter or something like that? What have
3: you learned from the frigging... Uh, golem people. Oh yeah.
1: yeah okay. okay. Now, what would golems fight with? Would they fight with like
0: spears of some sort? Um, or like like mauls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. He so uses he uses like a big fucking hammer.
3: And it's very obvious where you got it from. Too, yeah.
1: for okay, Sure. <laughs> well, that sounds like we're getting into your trouble there, though. Pot- potentially. Potentially. Um, that and getting thrown out of the guild for disorderly conduct.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I think my high concept, um, is. Um uh, he's uh a um Now he, here's just some
1: examples. Uh you could take the idea of like your job literally, you could throw on an adjective or other descriptor to further define the idea. Um you could mash two jobs or roles together that most people would find odd. You could play off an important relationship to
0: your family or an organization you're deeply involved with. Um I think he is um a renegade monster hunter that um, that carries a big stick and refuses to speak quietly. Okay, the how can we
1: shorten one. that a little bit?
0: Um, I don't know. Um, hmm.
1: Now you don't have to write in the monster hunter part of the aspect. We're just going to assume. Yeah, that for your I'm, just, character. I'm just using yeah. that
0: as a, as a, yeah, sort of central part of this uh, aspect wordsmithing. Um, well, well, you're thinking that over. Yeah, I'll go to, what's I'll what's to right. Wes. What okay. do you, uh,
1: what do you want out of Jacob E. von Strauss?
3: <laughs> so von Strauss, actually, in my mind, was a fantastic was a fantastic yeah. swordsman. He ran afoul of a tumor mancer. Oh. so he's got a tumor in him, and now it's doing two things. It's going to kill him, mm-hmm. and it's also. Allowing him to use tumor magic. Yeah. So, kind of like that, kind of like, you know...
1: Now, when you say tumor magic, are you talking almost like radiation? Like uh, some kind of uranium
3: spirit, almost?
1: Yeah. Yeah, or or or
0: I was thinking more like that, like some sort of like flesh crafting disease magic. Yeah, like disease, blights, that kind of thing. Okay.
3: Right, he's not happy that it's there, and it's it's hampered his ability to be... Okay, well, that's
1: also speaking to your trouble. We're looking at your high concept right right now.
3: So... Yeah, like I said, like a, like a hybrid uh, fighter caster.
1: Right? Okay. Now, is you keeping that a secret, or do you wear a collar?
3: No, I didn't. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody. Uh, a matter of fact, I'm going to play off the fact that I have a tumor, because most tumors are just tumors. Yeah, yeah, right. Just I'm sick. I'm sick. Right.
1: Okay. So what's that telling you about your uh, your high concept phrase then?
3: Um, sick man with a vendetta. Sure. Mm. <laughs> Write it down. Where do I put that?
1: Your first aspect
3: there. It's high Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Uh, so I ran out of black ink and I had to run their sheets off with the remaining colors. As a result, Wes's sheet is the shade of almost like light forest green, and Will has this deep fate core book blue.
0: Yeah, it, it looks very official. Um, I, I think Beaumont is a one man wrecking crew. Cool. I like it.
1: Alright then, next we go to your trouble. And I think you guys have gotten really kind of into your troubles here, we just need to give them words. In addition to a high concept, every character has some sort of trouble aspect that's part of his life and story. If your high concept is what or who your character is, your trouble is the answer to a simple question, what complicates your character's existence?
0: Hmm. Um, I think that Bohemond Dietrich has a secret robot wife, and um i think that yeah it's immediately obvious where he learned to fight and and sort of who basically raised him i think he was basically raised, raised by, by robots raised by golems uh what do we go the antikythera uh the
1: antikythera the antikytherans yes and then wes is your uh, is yours that you that you are a, that you are sick or is your trouble that you are a secret magic user or
0: perhaps the tumor sometimes calls the shots the aspects actually
1: I'm, I'm going to require that if you're using magic you're going to have to write it into an a- one of those two aspects especially since we've said that magic is so strictly controlled and you're hiding that you have it
3: okay so sick man with a vendetta um, so my trouble would be um, magic controls my life and death
1: sure take it mm,
3: yeah because this thing will literally
0: decide when i die too right yeah. so. okay it's, it's so it's a, like
1: a so it's like a baby tumor spirit inside yeah. of you
0: yeah so you have a familiar that's real well familiar it's not a
1: tumor spirit it's a tumor that happens to be almost like an egg for a yeah. uh, for like a baby corruption spirit of some sort oh, yeah it'll
0: pop and turn into some sort of horrible plague you're this living time bomb yeah
1: okay so i'm also going to note that in your skills you're going to have to write magic into one of them uh, when we deal with uh, getting your skills. Sure, a, yeah. We will pause when we decide skills, because that's nitty-gritty that we don't really need to get into. for oh, yeah, the pyramid. In. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go with your next, your phase trio. Yeah. Describe your character's first adventure. Um, We're just going to go with your first adventure, not your first adventure together. Okay. Well, the second uh, one we get into there will be your first adventure together. Yeah. And then the third one, will just give. It, I'll give it for free. Beautiful. Okay. What was your first adventure? Either you guys shoot me.
3: Hmm.
1: Not literally shoot me, but no. shoot me. Uh... Yeah,
3: footlocks. <laughs> um,
2: um...
3: My first adventure was probably where I, uh, um, like, I was under training and um, I, I was like like almost like a Jamie esque like swordsman like a real Yeah, you're a total phenomenon. Yeah, like a, like a prodigy, right? Yeah. And um this this mancer that we were going after who was just not willing to wear the collar, not willing to follow yep. the laws um killed my 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 mentor.
1: Now, were you with the monster hunting guild or were you with the uh, Vale Mount army for that?
3: Um I was a, the, the, I think I would have I think of what it would have army guild freelance like it's been this steady down down okay so kind of
1: after the tumor mancer you drummed out of the military you became a monster monster hunter hunter went out with the with the guild and then went outside guild stricture and got booted yeah okay so i think we'll um i'll when you guys are talking about your second adventure it'll be when you met up when you were in the guild maybe you decided to go freelance together but for your own reasons yeah um, but for your first adventure, then, do you want to talk about how you were a great swords? Uh, you were a swords uh, prodigy with a sword. Yeah, or? exactly. Okay, write down prodigy with a sword. So then. where do I put that? Uh, that's your next one. Down.
3: Okay.
1: That Literally, it's just boom, 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 boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. It'd be a lot more evident if it was black. This has not come out. the uh, The really pale parts have not come out well that are supposed to be in gray because they've come out in not gray colors. <laughs> yeah. That it doesn't. It isn't as visible in forest green or uh, pale fate blue. Okay, oh, and great
0: then. Gray. Nice. Will. Um, I think. Your m- early days. So you were raised by robots. He was raised by Antikytherans. Um, so I think his parents had been, like, just real nice people who were like, whoa, these robot slaves are, are people, guys. We should quit being shitty about <laughs> it. Um, and. And I think in the in the the uprising of the Antikytherans, I think they got killed. Um, not not necessarily by the Antikytherans, but who knows? Maybe they did. Um, and I had like just been born shortly thereafter, and some robot guy that um, had been friends of theirs took me in. I got raised with them, and I think the my sort of family unit of of Golem folk. Um, we came back to Valmont from the desert. Because we were look, we, we were seeking out the sort of the, the, the pattern. Because our particular tribe, unit, whatever, couldn't make more. We couldn't reproduce. Um, I mean, I could because I'm human, but like none of my contemporaries yeah. could. So we went back to try and purchase that. Uh, or to... Yeah, we, we came back to purchase it. We had stuff. And so like, getting, getting back was a trial in and of itself. Um, and then immediately the whole thing just went straight downhill... Um, we were met with outright hostility, um, and I think we were attacked by some of the new spirits of the land. I think the place we came back to was a place that that we had worked in before, and the new spirit there was some sort of, like, rust spirit or something, um, and I think some monster hunters were there, and as my family unit's sort of getting fucked up by these things, I'm helping out, um... And I joined the Monster Guild um, after helping defeat this thing as payment for the schematics.
1: Okay, so how do we work this in? Do you owe the guild? Um,
0: yeah. Is th-
1: there like a debt that you owe the guild that you that even though you're outside of it, you still feel like you owe them something?
0: Um, yeah, and I, I think I do legitimately owe them something.
1: Okay, so um, you know, I, like I owe the guild, or I, owe, I, you know, owe my life to the guild, or something like that.
0: Um, because keep in mind, you they did still kick you out. No, they did still kick me out. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I do owe them. Um, okay. debt to the guild. Okay, you know what? We can just flip flop. That
1: is your trouble, then.
0: I, I like having lots of things. Okie dokie. All
1: right, then. Next up is going to be your first adventure. So you two met while you were in the the Monster Hunters Guild. Yeah. Now, do we want to call it the Monster Hunters Guild? Is it the Slayers Guild? The is Hellsings. It... If we want to get real <laughs> stereotypical. What do we want to call it?
3: Um, I still have room on the sheet. For, it does need a name. It does need a Department of Monstrous Affairs.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Um, I really like that. Episode. Yeah, there is something nice about that, Demonstration Demar- Demar- Affairs.
3: Yeah, let's just,
0: let's keep it with that. It, there's a certain delicious bureaucracy there's to that. Yeah.
3: Well, and I'm like, again, Parliamentary Republic. Yeah.
0: Or no, 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 the Ministry of Monstrous oh, Affairs.
3: Oh, okay. That's even better.
0: That also implies that there are, that, that it goes fairly high. Mm-hmm. Like, while the army is day-to-day more important, the Monster Hunters are a little prestigious. Mm-hmm. It's the MMA. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta get on our tap out shirts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna get a barbed wire tattoo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so,
0: what if you have a tattoo
1: that's whoever your savior figure is didn't uh, never tapped? <laughs> it's Jason David Frank's tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right then. So, you met up while you were with the Ministry of Monstrous Affairs. Yeah. And so, you've got the Sword Prodigy. And
0: the guy who was raised by robots. Mm-mm.
3: Yeah, it sounds like we're going to be Chaos and Mayhem, a double act. Uh,
0: oh, game. yeah, it's going to be pretty great. <laughs> um, I think um, perhaps our first sort of mission together. Oh, wait, I forgot one other part of this stage. You decide what oh, the yeah, other one's aspect is going to be. Yeah. yeah oh. that's the best part of the phase trio. Okay. Or whatever this is called.
1: Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the it's the trio phase or the something or other.
0: Yeah.
3: So okay, so you get to decide. I I come up with. It is thing. the
0: phase trio. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I come up with a thing for you. You come up with the thing for me. Okay. You go first. Oh hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I you played fate. I haven't. In, in the, the next well. phase,
1: you'll tie the group together by having other characters contribute a minor supporting role in your adventures. Once everyone has their blah blah blah, um, complicating the adventure, solving a situation, complicating and solving. Nice. So, that's the question. Did you complicate or did you solve the problem that the other had encountered?
0: Um, okay. So, I think our first adventure together, um, I don't think we started it together. Um, I I think, I think you were, I think you were kind of on the edge of sort of our sort of permitted territory, Mm -hmm. um... And I think there there had been some sort of uh, monster that had had fled there. Um, I had been out there because fuck the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I, I think that's when we crossed paths. The monster that you were chasing was... Um, uh, it, it was a um, Clockwork Harpy. Okay. Um, the there had been a menagerie at one point mm-hmm. that had been sort of shut down um, and yeah, the spirit of the place came into this harpy, busted out and was like leaving just a trail of destruction across the countryside mm-hmm. um, and so you were in pursuit of it um, and my guy was uh, sort of found it first and it was just way too fast for him mm-hmm. um, he was by himself uh, didn't expect to find this thing at all. He wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. He was looking for something else. Um, and it had him on the ropes. In fact, I think he was about to get tossed off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And you show up in the nick of time. Um, and with some of that sword skill, um, I think you managed to paralyze the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that you actually, like, placated it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sort of, like, like brought it, like... Instead of destroying it, I think you put it down. And so so that it wasn't going to be a problem anymore. You kind of tamed it. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that, if you're cool with it, uh, that Jacobi has a bit of a bit of that horse whisperer for spirits angle to it. <laughs> okay, sure.
3: So what do I write down there for that? Like? Great question.
1: Like <laughs> your adventure, someone else's adventure. Um... You could write down the spirit whisper or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can do that. That's pretty cool. And indicating that this isn't a magical skill that you have; it's just
0: it's like, just a certain je ne sais yeah. quoi. Yeah. And I mean, it helps that you have the tiny voice of this horrible little spirit in your ear all the time.
1: Drink that vial of uranium. <laughs> I need power. No, So, Bob, so now stop. do I have
3: to build off for him like off that same? No, time? no, it well, could be no. a different one. You, okay.
1: Obviously, this seems to be that you two started working together after that, but what's another adventure where you crossed paths again, maybe
0: before you became a duo? Yeah, or maybe it was the time we became a duo. Yeah.
3: I think that building off of that, like, that we were paired at that... That was, like, our pairing moment, right? Yeah, where it was I like think so, too. Someone at the top went, like, okay, you guys are yeah A-OK, right? Um, And so what I think ended up happening was there was some uh, some of the clockwork people in town mm-hmm. and they were they were having a monster problem in town and the the guild was actually trying to be look the other way because so let them fight. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah,
1: Ken Watanabe is apparently just this <laughs> random member of the guild. <laughs> yeah. And whenever a giant monsters start attacking the
3: clockworks, he looks around and he's like, let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you say. What did we even have you here for? So like Best line of that movie. Oh yeah. It's true. Um and so like you were like, fuck this, right? Mm-hmm. And um basically I tagged along and um You weren't actually going to go all the way. You were going to be like, look, my my, my job's more important. You know, like, Mm. right? And I actually convinced you to be a bit more of a rebel, and that's what got us both drummed out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Rebel with a cause. Oh, I love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) Okay. And the last one I'm going to give you is a free aspect. Mm -hmm. Just because we don't have extra people in the group to connect you to. Yeah so something that's come about since you become a free since you became a freelancer some odd set of skills you picked up or some odd complication to your life um
0: i think that i am um i think since we become freelance i've got my hands on at least a few pieces of like an and I, I, think I now have some degree of like clockwork magic.
1: Okay, this will definitely be to a lesser extent because it's not in your high concept. You're in trouble. Yeah, but um, but just part, it may be something that you're coming to understand. So this might be a skill that you only have like plus one in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Like
0: maybe a maybe a one or a two.
1: Okay, so um, we're want to say like
0: clockwork protege or yeah or yeah like journeyman clock mage. Mm-hmm. Um, you're an apprentice clock mage, barely. Well, I don't have a
1: master.
3: <laughs> no, what would
1: Self-taught clock mage? Yeah. Okay, self-taught clock mage.
3: I think that in the process of like going up, going freelance, and you know, knowing that the that I have this this tumor that's giving me a little bit of magical oomph, right? Um, the more that I've used it, it's accelerating my aging. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's not that's not really much of an aspect, though, because an okay. aspect should be something you can invoke. Now, how, has however that tumor maybe gotten you in contact with some more unsavory sorts, like a magical underground, or oh,
3: maybe maybe there's a maybe like a, I can tap into like an Ethereum of like. Spirits and like, not many people can because not people, are many, many people can willingly, like yeah. a John Constantine's kind of approach. Yeah, well, maybe, I, maybe I, the
0: only thing keeping you alive. i more is meant the tumor. Well,
1: I, I'm more meant something like almost like a mod like a society of pe- of like underground kind of magic users. Okay, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, like
0: the the secret organization mm-hmm. of sorcerers, like
1: contacts in the underground or something. Sure. Like.
3: Okay, that actually that right. actually makes sense. Okay, go ahead. uh Notes from the underground.
1: Yeah. Alright then, I think we're going to wrap up this episode at this point, point. and between episodes we're going to get these guys their stunts and their skills, and then we're going to jump into some good old-fashioned monster hunting action in the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount.
3: Yay!
1: <laughs> in this, the game that still doesn't have a name. I'm sure we will call it something by the end. Yep. Yeah. First episode. Huzzah! <laughs>
3: Of course, by this point, it has a name because you've clicked on a, it.
0: Yeah, has a
1: name. yes, <laughs> but of course, obviously, listeners, by the time that you're listening to this, we figured out a name, and it's obviously complete genius. Like, yeah, it's super Like, awesome. guys, give yourself a pat on the back. It hasn't happened for us yet, but it's <laughs> happened for you, listeners. You are listening to us in the future before we in the past have actually taken action. Time mm-hmm. travel. Yeah, man. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, for terrible warriors in this the uh, the world building and character generating session of our sword and sorcery fate uh, fate game, which will one day have a name, you know it. We don't come back in time and tell us so that we can sound like geniuses, and so that you can prove all of those bastards who said that time travel isn't possible wrong. I'm Derek the Bard from Chase the Muse. I've been your GM for this evening, and I am joined with Will Mitchell and Wes Gunn. Oh God. Nothing ever goes well with these two in time travel. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it.
2: <laughs> the Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Thursday and every Tuesday. And in two weeks' time, we will return to the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount vale in a campaign we ultimately called the Lillenberg Murders. And if you return to us on Tuesday we're wrapping up our other Landia game. The one about murder in the city of Calypso, where famed author Stephen Prince was found dead in his editor's office. Yeah. Well, our investigators are almost done cracking the case. They already know who killed our victim, and they already know how the crime was done. But it ain't over until they learn why. In the final episode... Will they finally learn the truth? And could the truth be more tragic than never knowing at all? Norlandia concludes. On Tuesdays and next Thursday, we're alternating campaigns on Thursday now, Mike the Birdman Dodd returns to the Terrible Warriors in triumphant fashion as he brings together a round table of players to return to Citadel space to solve a murder mystery of their own in a campaign set in the Mass Effect universe in a story called The Paragon Disclosure, And finally, the other Tuesday campaign we are running, alternating with Norlandia, is Masks, a new generation. Our new heroes have found themselves dealing with the consequences of a previous campaign that they had nothing to do with. And now, as another dimension collapses in on their own, will they be able to restore the wall in time to save every city of Halcyon? The stakes are getting high in our superhero RPG. And you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWarriors, you can check out the schedule at TerribleWarriors.com, we are barreling towards our season finale at breakneck speeds. We know what games we're playing. We know when those games are coming out. But are you even ready? Because I can tell you we're not. We're not ready at all. We're probably just going to have to make it all up as we go. In Terrible Warrior fashion, the Terrible Warriors are, of course, brought to you by Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash warriors. You too can become a supporter today and join us in our stories and join us as our NPCs and get postcards from us sent to you in the mail. The back of those postcards, they got a QR code that sends you to a super secret postcard webpage where we upload... Little snippets and tidbits that we don't give to everybody else, they're mostly just our random scrabblings of madmen. Today's Terrible Warriors, were Derek Burrow, Will Mitchell, and Wes Gunn, and we will return to the Parliamentary Republic of Vale Mount. And until that time, remember to always hire a licensed monster hunter, unless... Of course, those unlicensed monster hunters happen to have evil spirits inside of them, whispering things, secret things, tragic, forbidden things, because then you know you're getting a good job done, and in doing so, you will have become a terrible warrior.